Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make part. We're back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house is Will Perry, while Howie G, I'm out in Las Vegas. Having a blast at the PGA show, fashion show, and demo experience, uh, a three-day extravaganza out here where we get to see all kinds of new apparel that's coming into the golf business and uh, some cool uh, cool products and training aids, and we'll talk about that in the last segment, Will, because I, I saw some great new things we want to clue our listeners into, but... There's a lot more golf going on, and uh, there's a big event happening in women's golf this week. Their version of the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup, in the Midwest. A little bit of a Iowa. That's right. And we're going to go to Kevin Casey from Golf Week to share some thoughts on how this big event between uh, the best in women's golf from across the pond and the USA is shaken out some breaking news there kevin hey all how you doing today um yeah no there's you're right Eric. from breaking news today suzanne ederson has um has made it clear that she's not going to play this week she's officially withdrawn from playing this week for the european team but she will be a vice captain so she will still be involved although she can't even go out of vice that's that's just allowed for vice captains but you know that's probably that's kind of a big blow for the europeans they get a you know katrina matthews they're alternate and she's had a great record in the Solheim Cup, but, you know, Suzanne Pedersen is, you know, kind of the heart of that European team. So that's a big loss to have two days before the event starts. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, we're, we're experiencing this more and more, aren't we, with players getting injured. Also, Brant Snedeker announcing that he's shutting it down indefinitely due to health problems. You're right. And uh, honestly, with the Solheim Cup, too, I mean, you know, the Europeans are just matching the U.S. side because the U.S. already has to have to use an alternate since Jessica Corda had to withdraw. You know, she withdrew last week, and that opened up a spot for Paul Creamer. And then the Americans are probably not going to use another alternate, but Lexi Thompson's under the weather with a virus. Like, you know, it seems clear she's still going to play, but, you know, that's something to keep an eye on and see how well she's doing. And on the Northwest and the European side, it's still fighting off mono. She's she's better than she was, but, you know, she's, she may not have the stamina to you know, play in every session. So, but you're right. It's it's kind of crazy. You know, with the injuries and illness issues. So, had some unfortunate intrigue, I guess. You know, well, I mean, obviously, any intrigue to salon that's pretty good. But you know, you don't ever want, don't ever want anyone to get sick or hurt. So, what do you think the U.S. chances are for this week, given uh, given our team, given you know, the the little bit of shakeups here on both sides, uh, both sides. I think they're pretty good. I mean, obviously, you know. U.S. comes in having won in 2015 after that miracle 10-6 comeback in the final day in singles. I think the U.S. has the better roster. They, have, you know, they have fewer rookies first of all, and I think the numbers are that only two of their members have not won an LPGA event. LPGA event where I think seven Europeans have, um, seven on the European team have not won an LPGA event. So I think the Americans just have a little more talent. They obviously have the home field advantage. I, I do think, and I do think the Suzanne Patterson thing is a huge blow. I mean. Again, Katrina Matthew, great player, and um, you know she's 
had a great record at the Solheim Cup, but Suzanne just brings the fire that Katrina Mackey does it, and Katrina's really struggled this year. I mean, her best finish in LPJ event is T30, so I just think a lot is lining up for the U.S. right now. So, I mean, I'd give it 70-30 the U.S. wins. They were just made up odds, I guess. But I, I think they should be the – I think they're significantly heavy, heavy favorites this week in Des Moines. Uh, Kevin, well, yeah, Kevin, tell us a little bit about the, this 18-year-old Angel Lynn uh, coming into you know the mix uh, as one of the rookies. There's three rookies this year with the U.S. You know, what sort of environment is she facing coming into her first Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup experience, Solheim Cup experience? Yeah, Angel Lynn, 18 years old. I mean, <laughs> you never know at that age because uh, I think Paul Sam was talking about this earlier this week. She's been on so many Solheim Cup teams, and her first one was was as a 19-year-old, and she was talking about how you know they couldn't get her off the putting green to go to the first tee for her match because she was so nervous, and I think she hit it mm-hmm. into a TV tower with her first mm-hmm. shot. So, I mean... Uh, never want to do that, of course. Teenager, yeah, so the young teenagers can get to you. But, yeah, with Angel in particular, she's 18, actually, so she's actually even younger. Um, but she's known as kind of a fun-loving player, so, I mean, she's kind of a jokester type. So, I mean, if anyone can maybe deal with the pressure, uh, if any 18-year-old can deal with the pressure that's going on cup, she's probably up there. I mean, she was obviously a very talented player and played well at the uh, Women's British Open, too. I mean, so, you know, she could have, you know, with a better final round, she could have played her way out to the squad rather than getting a captain's pick. So, you know, it's not like she's been off form or anything. So, you know, there could be a lot of pressure there, but she has a lot of game, and she has probably a really good temperament for an 18-year-old to, you know, not be overwhelmed at the Salon Cup. And, you know, by the way, too, you know Paula Seymour is overwhelmed there for a Salon Cup. She still went 3-1-1 there. So it's, it's possible to do well with an 18-year-old there. Well, the Solheim Cup was started in 1990, and um, this will be the, the 15th vying for the Cup. And certainly I think we're seeing a new era in terms of this type of team competition in women's golf, um, which is, you know, it's exciting. And I think many, we don't, you know, we always talk about this. You don't get to see the players play in this type of uh, a format very often. Uh, but it, it really is it's fun, and you really get to see the pressure and how they want to perform and, and win for their country. Absolutely. It just seems like from, you know, the, all the talk before the event, you know, you never know, but it seems like the uh, crowd is supposed to be considered massive this week and maybe the most attended Solheim Cup ever. So it seems like the interest is even is growing even greater. And um, yeah, obviously there was some uh, interest generated from the concession gate controversy in 2015 that involved Suzanne Patterson, which I, who we said isn't playing this time around. But it seems like there's some organic growth just from you know fans wanting to watch these great women's golfers. So yeah, I don't think there needs to be a controversy this time to get generate that interest. It seems like there just generally needs is that interest in that region to see these women play. Um. Some other big golf being played on the amateur level. And uh, speaking of women, uh, an amazing playoff in the quarterfinals last week that maybe was overshadowed a bit by the PGA Championship. Um, but a 30-hole playoff, um, or I mean, I'm sorry, a playoff that went to 30 holes, uh, record-setting, pretty uh, pretty amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, <laughs> that must was absolutely crazy. Um yeah, it was between uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Stevenson and uh, Chia Yen Wu. Uh, Chia Yen Wu, by the way, is 13 years old, so let's add that background there. But, yeah, that was a crazy as I said, 30-hole match, the longest 18-hole match in U.S. women's band. Actually, I think in USGA history. Um, yeah, just uh, some crazy putts that Chia Yen Wu made. I mean, 
Lauren Stevenson had her chances. She had three straight holes early in the playoff where she missed inside five feet to win. But then she when you had to make a 70 footer for birdie on the 26th hole to stay alive, and she did. And then, uh, and then made a 25 footer for par to win on the 30th hole. So that was absolute insanity. And, you know, she ended up losing um, the next match. Uh, she had yeah, did. But, you know, 13 year old making it to the semis, especially in that way, it's pretty incredible. And Lauren Stevenson could have done classier in the team. So. You know, too bad someone had to lose that match, but she couldn't have handled it any better. I mean, we talk about we talk about the players coming out young and ready on tour, but 13 years old? I don't know what you guys were doing yeah. when you were 13, but holy moly! Uh, I wasn't I wasn't near ready to play uh, in you know the biggest amateur event in women's golf. Or sorry, in men's Me golf. Me either. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. So no, that, it's pretty crazy how young these kids I are now. shooting like 50 on stuff. nine holes. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can relate to that. Uh, well, Kevin, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Um, your final thoughts on, um, you know, who's, who's? Well, we know, we know, we want the USA to come out out on top, but what do you think it's gonna come down to? Well, I mean, it's gonna come down to, I think, how the U.S. plays on Friday and Saturday and forcing the four ball. Julie Inkster said that she would be thrilled if the team was uh, all even going to singles matches because the U.S. has an overwhelming advantage in singles, and that's what they're really good at. And they're really – and she just thinks they're from herself, from her own words, saying that they're terrible in forcing the four balls. So it's just going to depend on if they can deal with the non-singles format. I, do, I think it's a little bit uh, thorough to want them to just be tied going to singles. I think they're a little better than that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to if they can deal with the non-singles format. If they get completely crushed in those, then, you know, they're going to be too far behind going to singles Sunday. So, yeah, it's going to come all, all come down mm-hmm. to the non-singles stuff. Well, the matches start on Friday, uh, coverage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, uh, great and exciting to watch the four ball and um, as well as coming down to those single matches on Sunday. As always, we appreciate your time. Kevin Casey from Golf Week. Check out all their coverage, dailygolfweek.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holly. You're listening to Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 